This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sport Pens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. Welcome to the podcast. We have another informative show for you. But before we welcome our guest, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. This helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents here on the WVSA Digital Network. With us today, back on the program, is Stephanie May, our favorite registered dietitian and owner of SM Nutrition. Stephanie, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me back. Um, I always love chatting with you. It's always such great information. Now, this month, folks might not know, is National Nutrition Month, so we wanted to have uh, Stephanie back on the program to talk more about nutrition, and this time we kind of wanted to, instead of us imposing our questions upon Stephanie, we wanted to get the feedback from uh, from our members, from the athletes, from parents, asking nutritional questions, asking the registered dietitian. So we've been uh, soliciting on our social media platforms, asking questions, and we've got a handful of uh, great questions that uh, Stephanie's going to go into and answer for you and uh, hopefully answer your questions and uh, provide you uh, with that valuable information. Are you ready to answer some questions, Stephanie? I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. First question comes to us from Jacqueline. Uh, She says, help, I'm trying to fuel my 16-year-old soccer player. He needs energy for practice and games, but he also wants to lift to build muscle. What do you suggest? So the key here is, first and foremost, to be consistent. So a 16-year-old athlete is burning a ton of energy, not only with uh, you know, training and the athlete self, but also the human side, right? There's a lot of growing, developing bone, muscle we're, we're putting on um, at a young age. So you want to make sure that you're being consistent with your fuel. I know I said this a lot in previous podcasts, but making sure that you're really going to fuel every three hours, ideally. And that window is really two to four hours, but, you know, try to fuel every three hours. So you've got breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, snack, and then maybe even a snack, uh, after that final snack in the evening if you're hungry. So I think the key here is looking to your hunger cues. And if your um, athlete is hungry, make sure you have something on hand. And that's something you want to be mostly carbohydrate-based with a little bit of protein. Yes, fruits and vegetables are important. I will never tell an athlete they shouldn't have their fruits and vegetables. But we're talking about energy and really getting them everything they need to fuel the highest energy sources are carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. So making sure we have those on board as a primary goal. So for example, for snacks, always having a carb and a protein and a fat involved is key. So if you wanted to do a yogurt that has, um, you know, calcium, vitamin D, but also some good protein and fat, topped with granola for extra carbs, fantastic snack. And to add in more energy, you could choose a whole milk yogurt or um, something with a little bit more fat to it, like a, you know, instead of a non-fat, doing a low-fat yogurt that'll give you some more energy to help stay fueled. You know, one thing that I like about, one thing that you preach that I like uh, is listening to your hunger cues, which I think is extremely important for a youth athlete. And it doesn't have to be much. If, if you're eating it doesn't have to be when when people think about eating i think they think a whole meal but they don't have to have a whole meal they can have something to you know to satisfy that hunger cue cuz obviously um, they need something because there's their body is telling them something 
right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I actually have a client I'm working with now. He's about 12, but, you know, he is trying to put on muscle and trying to build some, you know, weight back on him. And, and we had him do a, a pre-dinner snack because he's hungry at 5 o'clock, but dinner's not ready till 6. And so we have scheduled in this pre-dinner snack. Um, and his mom was a little bit worried, like, oh, no, he's not going to really eat at dinner. But it actually helped him comfortably get to dinner without being so hungry that he inhales his food so fast that he gets full quickly, right? So having that and listening to your hunger cues and having that snack at the appropriate time can honestly help you eat more um, in the future and really balance out your body's energy. And, you know, no one wants to be hungry. Um, I was that athlete who was hungry all the time and thought it was perfectly normal. And, and that is why I work with high school athletes to tell them, listen, if you are hungry, that is a sign from your body, a growth sport is happening, something is going on. Or maybe you trained really hard, but you need that energy boost. You need that fuel. And that's where having that snack and a pinch is always handy. A follow-up question. How do you listen to your hunger cues and know that they are actually hunger cues as opposed to being bored? That's something that I've been really dealing a lot with lately in my own personal life is sometimes that hunger cue comes up and I'll have to kind of analyze it and think, I'm not really hungry. I'm just kind of bored. Yeah. Yeah. You, you really have to know yourself um, in, in what's going on, right? So if you're trying to avoid homework or yard work or something around the house and you just want a snack, um, odds are good. That's boredom, right? If you don't want to eat, for example, if you don't want the cheese stick or the, the fruit or the veggies or something that's a little more nutritious and you just want the cookie or the ice cream, probably boredom, right? Um, so thinking about that that way. But another way is, you know, have a glass of water, have a small snack, something as simple as like a small cheese stick or a handful of nuts. If you're still hungry after that, please have a bigger snack. You know, listen to that hunger cue and have a bigger snack. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, I have some athletes who are procrastinators and they will admit it. Um, they procrastinating, they're bored, they don't want to do this big task or whatever it may be, maybe it's just a little homework or something along the line. So those snacks for an hour mindlessly, you know, Let's work on that procrastination as well um, in that part and, and just kind of working with that boredom. But I think the first thing is if you feel like you're hungry, honestly, honor it with a snack. Listen, give your body some grace, give it some fuel, have a snack. Um, and then if you're still bored after that, well, now it's time to kind of get down to whatever you have on your plate or maybe go for a walk, enjoy the sunshine. It's getting nicer out. Um, but definitely always listen to your body first. Have that extra snack, that little snack. If it's not enough, then have more. If it was enough, fantastic, and you can move on. Great, great advice. All right, next question comes to us from Elizabeth. She says, uh, should kids carbo load before the evening before a match? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I think having extra carbs on board is always important. Um, I don't think kids eat enough carbs most of the time. When I work with them, they're like, oh, I'm just so focused on protein, protein, protein. Carbs? to be the base of your plate as an athlete. So I, um, on my social media, I talk a lot about the, the performance plate, so the easy training plate and the hard training plate. So that easy, or excuse me, easy, moderate, and hard. The easy training plate is mostly vegetables, so for your off days or when you're on vacation and that sort of thing, that moderate and hard training plate should be where most athletes, you know, eat and fuel most of the time. But that moderate training plate, having a third of the plate carbs, and then that hard training plate for game days or even pre-game days, having half a plate carbs. So typically I recommend, you know, if you have a game that day before, follow that hard training plate to make sure that you are 
topped off on fuel. Um, even a couple of days before, if you know you're going to have a tournament uh, where it's back-to-back play or just a really long day or um, I had some athletes who are going to training camps for college scouting or recruiting and that sort of thing, so making sure that you're topped off on fuel. So, yes, having that card beforehand is important, but also making sure that you're comfortable fueling um, right before training. So having that pre-workout snack, you've tested that out, you know it works for you. And even mid-workout, sometimes at halftime, it's important to have that snack. I think a lot of our athletes need to understand as well that carb is not a bad word for a youth athlete, right? Right, exactly. For most athletes, it's not a bad word for all athletes. We need carbs for not only our muscles, but for your brain to function. If you want to be focused and react on time and have really quick reaction times and be able to go and move, um, having a, a solid brain function is important as well. Yeah, I think we see a lot of on social media how carbs are bad for you and I shouldn't be eating carbs. And that's the reason why I'm a little bit, you know, chunky or whatever the word they want to use. Um, yeah, carbs are not a bad thing when it comes to an athlete. They need them, especially in soccer. Soccer yeah. is a free-flowing, think-on-your-feet kind of game. And like you mentioned, carbs are important for that brain health to be able to make those quick decisions, be able to make uh, decisions on the fly. So that's great advice. All right, next question we have in is from Nora. Is ground beef healthy? No. Um, ground beef is a, you know, especially for youth athletes, it's a great source of iron. Um, it's a great source of vitamin B12, um, good source of protein. It has some fats in there. But like anything, too much of one thing is, is not a good thing. Variety is, is truly key um, when it comes to nutrition. So if you find that you're eating beef every day or even chicken every day, you know, add in some different things. Look at beans, look at fish, um, shellfish, shrimp. Um, those sorts of things. Try to add in some variety because you do get, like, fish have great omega-3s. Um, you know, missing out on those because they're eating beef all the time, you know, could impact your recovery, your brain health, your eye health. So I think variety is key, but having ground beef in your diet or really any sort of beef is a great way to boost up your iron, especially for athletes um, who are menstruating and losing quite a bit of iron. Having that extra boost of iron for female athletes is really, really important. Um, even, you know, Athletes, specifically soccer athletes, you know, an outside mid could run five, six plus miles a game, right? And so when you get into those distance running uh, kind of realms, you, you put yourself at risk for, we call it foot strike anemia, right? So your foot's in the ground over and over again, um, kind of breaking up those, um, you know, blood cells and, and um, pathways. And so you're releasing iron within your blood. So repairing and replenishing the iron through beef is a great option. Um, but again, variety is the spice of life. So see if you can have it a couple of times a week mixed in, mixed in with fish or beans or tofu um, or chicken um, to get you some good protein and also a well-rounded um, nutrients. I know one thing I've done in the past with my uh, uh, children as athletes is uh, turkey, ground turkey, ground chicken yeah. works works in there great. And it's it's honestly, for me, it doesn't taste that different, especially once you get your toppings and, and condiments on it. And uh, uh, I think it's a great alternative to the beef and uh, uh, added in, like you said, as, as part of a variety. Yeah. Awesome. All right, next question we have comes from, let's see, Jack. Uh, he says, what can I eat at halftime for more energy? Oh, what a good question. So 
Um, when you think pre-game fuel, you know, within that 30 to 60 minute window or halftime fuel or mid-training fuel, you want to think simple, simple, simple. What is easily digested, quickly broken down and shuttled to your muscles? So you want to do simple carbohydrates, right? Again, getting back to carbs should be your base, your baseline. It's your main fuel for your muscles. So um, to give you an idea of what you should be thinking about, think about what do toddlers eat, right? Toddlers love simple carbs, pretzels, fruit snacks, fruit leather, graham crackers, applesauce. Those sorts of things are fantastic mid-workout or pre-workout because they're quickly broken down and that energy is shuttled to your muscles. Now, I will say, um, before you try something mid-game um, or even right before competition, make sure you practice your fuel on practice days so you know your stomach is going to tolerate it. The last thing you want to do is try something new um, like a banana at halftime and then all of a sudden now you're running to the bathroom or you're having a lot of cramps on the field. So you want to make sure that your body tolerates that portion of food and that timing of food right um, during practice so that when you get to game time, you're good to go. You know exactly what works for your body. Our next question comes from Neely. What are some easy, healthy lunch ideas for the kids to take to school as well as high-protein snacks? Oh, I love designing. I call them athlete lunchables. Um, and so basically it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a bunch of little tiny snack-like items that they can have for lunch. Um, cause you get sick of, you get sick of the sandwich, the wrap, you know, a lot of times they don't have the option to heat things up or they don't want to heat things up. So creating an athlete lunchable is a great option. So building off of that performance plate, you're going to have three different check boxes you want to check off. You want to have protein, you want to have carbohydrates and you want to have color. Um, so some easy kind of snack finger proteins, you could do things like rolled up turkey or, um, chi- um you know, deli chicken or roast beef or ham. You could do hard-boiled eggs. You could have roasted edamame um, or even edamame pods that you microwave in the morning that, you know, cool down and can sit in the box all day. All great options. Cheese sticks, another good protein source. Yogurt tubes, yogurt sleeves, awesome option to add into that Lunchable. Then you have carbohydrates. So you can do things like pretzels, pita, crackers. Um, you know, I've got athletes who will do rice cakes or some of them just like rice and they'll put that in there. So whatever works for you. Um, then lastly, you have color. So this could be berries, it could be um, grapes, it could be sliced up uh, baby carrots with hummus or roasted red peppers or whatever you like or your, your athlete likes. Put in that box and we're going to um, differentiate the portions based on that moderate or hard training plate. So a third of a plate of carbohydrates or a half of a plate of carbohydrates um, to help them stay fueled for practice after school. And, and then the second half of that question. Right. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> I was going to say the second half of that question was high protein snacks. You know, if we're thinking about snacks for school, um, you want to think about things that are portable, things that are easy. You know, do they have a lunchbox? Are they allowed to eat in school? I like to um, stick to things like if it's a nut friendly school, if they allow nuts, if they're not nut free, kind bars, trail mixes, those are all great options. Um, if they don't allow nuts at school, you can do things like um, dried edamame, um, cheese sticks, so they have a lunchbox, squeezable yogurt. Same sort of things you put in that athlete lunchable, you just kind of take them out and use them as a snack as well. And what's great is there are so many options out there for our youth athletes and so many products available in the grocery stores. Now, understand that they're not necessarily maybe cost effective as other ways of doing things, but, uh, you know, I, I buy, I don't like, I love hard-boiled eggs, 
but I don't like boiling them. I don't like it when they explode. I don't like peeling them because I always get a pe- I always get a shell in them. But they have already hard boiled eggs that are peeled, ready to go. You know, obviously they cost. You know, six of them cost more than a dozen regular eggs. But these options are available out there. You know, if you can afford it, that's great. If you can't, you know, you can boil them yourself. But I don't think that there's an excuse anymore that these things are not available out there for our athletes to consume, right? Yeah, I mean, there is so many options. And, and I work with, you know, all of my the clients that I work with, with, you know, their budgets as well. You know, maybe they can't afford cheese sticks, but can we take a block of cheese that's a third of the price and, and chop it up? ourselves into cheese sticks or cheese cubes even you know there's a lot that you can do with food to make it very nutritious very fueling but also cost and, and budget friendly all right next question comes from zoe um i love this one because I, I was going to ask this as part of carbo loading because i think this is probably somewhere along the same lines but zoe wants to know how much water should i be drinking during the day Ooh, very good question um, so gone are the days where it's the, the eight cups, the 64 ounces a day for everyone. Um, I mean, if you think about it, how can someone who's six foot two have the same fluid needs as someone who's five foot two, right? This doesn't make sense. Um, so what I recommend for athletes is starting with a minimum of half of your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 120 pounds, your minimum intake is going to be 60 ounces. And that's going to go up depending on a lot of different factors. So the weather, the humidity. Your training session, how long you're training for, the intensity, your sweat rate, um, your nutrition status, your electrolyte status, how many carbs you have. It gets very sticky very quickly. Um, but I say, you know, try to drink a minimum of half of your body weight in water in ounces per day and then scale it up from there based on um, you don't really want to rely on thirst because um, if you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated, right? So you want to drink ahead of that. Um, but one easy thing to look at is if you want to go to the bathroom, look at the toilet and, and kind of see, you know, is it a really dark apple juice color, you're dehydrated. If it's kind of a light lemonade, that's your sweet spot for hydration. And then if it's clear, you're overhydrated. So you want to take a step back away from water um, for a little bit. And mind you, it's not clear science, right? <laughs> Every toilet holds a little bit different amount of water. Um, but it's a good baseline for hydration. And, you know, you want to make sure if you do want a more specific hydration plan that you're working with a sports dietitian who can help you with sweat rate testing and really looking at your overall nutrition intake to get you that specific fluid need. Hydration is so important and I think so overlooked with our athletes. So overlooked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, I mean, cause it could be, it could be an, a, a huge advantage over your competition. Uh, really. I believe, I truly, truly believe that. Um, next question comes to us from Ashley. She says, is it okay to have an evening snack? I think I know what the answer is to this. But yes, you, but, but yes, you could yes, be, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> That's what I figured. <laughs> yes, you can absolutely have an evening snack. And this goes back to kind of one of the first things you talked about is listening to your hunger cues. If you are hungry at 9 o'clock at night, maybe your dinner wasn't big enough. Maybe... You didn't eat enough during the day, so now you're hungry. Give your body the fuel it needs so while you're sleeping, it can build your muscles to be stronger. It can work on your bone density to strengthen your bones. It can help you, you know, refuel while you sleep. Um, so I always recommend having a, an evening snack if you're hungry. And again, try and find something that has some protein, some carbohydrate, maybe some color to it 
um, so you're really staying fueled by your sleep. Excellent. Excellent. That's, that's like I said earlier, that's one thing I love about you and your approach to uh, nutrition is listening to your hunger cues. So, so important. All right, uh, Stephanie, we have time for one more question and I saved probably the best for last and probably I know my daughter would want to know the answer to this question. Uh, comes from Naomi. Am I allowed to eat dessert? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, if you could, uh, you know, if you could talk to my family and friends and, and my fiance, you would know that like, yes, I, as a dietitian, I love dessert. I have it almost every day. Um, and even with my athletes, you know, I think I tell them food is fuel, but it's also, it should be fun. You know, if you are restricting yourself and cutting yourself off from things, that's not fun. That's stressful. That's like, it's emotional. You're missing out on big things or maybe an exciting day with your parents going to get ice cream. So yes, you can absolutely have dessert. You can have, you know, ice cream, cake, cookies, whatever it may be. But just keep in mind, there's time and a place. So you wouldn't have ice cream right before a big game, right? Save it for afterwards, you know. So just making sure that you're enjoying what you're having, trying to remove that food guilt around dessert because, you know, food isn't good or bad. Um, all fuel or all food is fuel and it can really help you um, stand up your energy needs and your fuel needs. So, yeah, enjoy that dessert whenever you want it. <laughs> I love that answer. Love it, love it, love it. All right, now with Stephanie, we uh, when we were soliciting questions uh, for this podcast, uh, we had a little contest incentive for those submitting questions, and uh, we said if you submit a question to us, we may use it uh, during the podcast, and we would pick one at random to win a thirty-minute uh, nutritional consultation talk with Stephanie. And uh, she would talk to the parent and athlete and talk to them about their nutritional needs for 30 minutes. And we want to congratulate Jacqueline, uh, who is our winner. So, uh, Jacqueline, we will make sure to get you in contact with Stephanie. And uh, she'll set you up and uh, and talk to you about your nutritional needs for your player. That's the uh, 16-year-old soccer player that he needs energy and practice for matches and wants to lift to build more muscle. So you may have your work uh, uh, ahead of you there, Stephanie. <laughs> looking forward to it awesome so we'll get in contact with Jacqueline and let her know uh, this and uh, get her all set up with Stephanie now uh, if anybody wants to follow you on social media we follow you we uh, uh, retweet a lot of your stuff we share a lot of your stuff because it's so good such good information where can they find you on social media and uh, make sure you tell us where your website is because you do offer consultations with uh, with athletes to, uh, you know, have them on as clients and, and help them out with their nutritional needs. Tell us about that. Yes, yes. You can find me a couple of places. Um, I'm on Instagram at fueling.highschool.athlete. Uh, I am also on TikTok, which is fun. So at fueling.hf.athlete. Um, and my website, you can find lots of information on there, smnutritionrd.com. I've got lots of resources. I'm actually um, launching a fueling performance playbook coming up in just a couple of weeks. So there's lots of good information on there um, for fueling you or your athletes um, to help them really reach their peak performance. Wonderful. And and she she's a blast on TikTok. She admits that she cannot dance, but she does her best. As, 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 as we would say in these parts, bless her heart. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
I try. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, you know, Stephanie, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your schedule to come on the podcast again and answer the questions from our, uh, from our members and helping out our youth athletes uh, get more nutritionally sound. We really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me again. I appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Remember, make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program here on the WVSA Digital Network. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network. Or find us on our social media platforms at WV Soccer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.